Welcome to the Marie Manucherry podcast. Over the last 30 years, it has been my joy to assist humanity in aligning with their magnificence so they may heal, discover their natural gifts, and communicate with loved ones living on the other side. May you also experience delight while we dance in the powerful, intuitive world of energy. Let's get going. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. Before we get started, before we go to the phone lines, I, I want to talk about something just to kind of get our time together going. First, if you've left a voicemail for me to answer um, on my website, energyintuitive.com, thank you so much. I love all the questions. I'm having lots of fun with this new format that I'm doing. For those of you who are new to this particular podcast, I did radio for over 14 years and uh, I switched to podcasts. But luckily we still get to answer questions. People can leave a voicemail of a question. Just simply go to energyintuitive.com and click on the podcast page and you'll see uh, how to proceed to leave a voicemail. And we give a free gift, which is a self-hypnosis, which is exciting. I'm sure the topic will be enlightening for you. So before I go to the phone lines, I wanted to talk about beauty. Um, today is February 13th, 2024 in the United States. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And I think you just saw my dog jump onto his chair. Uh, he's one of my Valentines, of course. So tomorrow's, you know, a special holiday. Uh, and so I wanted to talk about beauty because there truly is beauty in everything. Even all the things that humanity thinks are terrible, there's beauty within it. And one of the ways that we get to experience that, we get to understand that, is to connect to our own higher selves, which is kind of like our God consciousness or our universal consciousness, where we stop using the logical mind to determine if something is good or bad, and we begin to see beyond the definitions of the human reality. We begin to experience more of a global, multisensory, energetic perception of anything and discover something quite beautiful. You can only imagine the universe when it looks down at Earth. If there is such a concept, I'm sure the universe looks at everything, but you know that concept may not be exactly as how I described it. The universe only sees beauty. It sees parts of itself because it's, every soul is birthed into consciousness that's really a part of creation, source energy that's being inspirally bloomed into existence. So how could there not be beauty in everything, in every person, in every action? And if you can allow yourself to visit that type of perception, about anything really, you are going to expand your consciousness. I know many of you who listen to my channel truly, truly want to expand your intuition, your awareness, your connection to your higher self, maybe communicate with loved ones who've crossed over, communicate with your spirit guides, just have a bigger consciousness. One of the ways to get there is to actually recognize beauty and other things that your mind has told you is not beautiful because there's beauty in everything. And so what you could do, let's say you're hearing something you don't like or you're 
looking at something that you don't find appealing, you're having an experience that you don't like, somewhere in one of those moments, you could literally just speak to the universe, you don't even have to speak out loud, and ask, please express to me whatever is beautiful about this thing, this moment, that thing. Just asking the question is gonna put your body into a different calibration of subatomic particles. It's gonna put you into a very different frequency of subatomic particles, which will then allow you to have access to a different perception. As someone who helps people heal from disease, my primary job is to help to change their perception, to see their body differently, to see how their body is reacting differently, to see how it could respond even differently than it is in the moment, to find beauty in everything. And when you use the phrase, please express to me, um, the universe the universe obliges anyway, but it will more, more easily take a hold of that moment and show you something quite stunning and something that you think isn't. Now, even if you think whatever I just said isn't true, perhaps you could test it out. I love to do research, and, and I don't mean analytical research. I don't find that very interesting. But I like to do research in my life about things that I think may alter myself in a more authentic perception of existence so that I can have my higher self and my awareness closer to the consciousness of omnipresence, creation, source, God, universe, whatever words work well for you. So it's really okay to try out these ideas. And whenever your mind tells you, oh my gosh, that seems ridiculous, I'm not gonna do that, that's called resistance. And resistance is actually saying, come closer come over here. It's not saying go away. That's how the ego is interpreting uh, resistance. But resistance is really a great placeholder of where you need to go next. Um, especially when the resistance makes no sense. <laughs> you know, it's not that, that you're you know being asked to drop off a cliff or anything unsafe, but perhaps to see the beauty and other things, if you have resistance towards it, that will be a very effective experience for you. Extremely worth your effort and your time. There could be a huge transformation for you that allows you to have bigger viewpoint of the universes and get things answered that you may have had questions about all of your life or since yesterday or last week or a couple months ago. Um, and that's exciting to have aha moments. So there's beauty in everything. And if you can allow yourself to be curious about that, you will open gateways to higher forms of consciousness. Okay, I hope that's helpful. And now I'm gonna to go to the phone lines. I lost my husband suddenly without any disease or ailment. Can you please help connecting with him? Please, I'm in so much pain. Can you help, please? Hi, Nia. I'm, I'm so sorry for your most recent loss. Um, I know when beings die suddenly, when a human being dies suddenly, it's really hard on all of us. It doesn't matter what age they are or what was going on in their life. <coughs> Excuse me. When there's an unexpected sudden death, we're not prepared for it. We're not ready for it. Um, I can hear your husband talking. Um, he's very sorry for all the pain that you are in. He points out to me right away 
that you have a fair amount of emotional pain that you've had for most of your life that you haven't really dealt with, um, which is hard to do anyway. It's hard to deal with our emotional pain without support or some sort of coaching. Um, it, it can be challenging. So he says, the grief that you have about his loss is actually an opportunity for you to release decades of grief that have been haunting you, if you will, for you know a very long period of time. He's very sorry that in a way, because he can also see the bigger picture, so he's excited for you, because this release of grief could be really phenomenal for all the life that you will live here on Earth. But he's sorry that he was the instigator to get you to this place. It wasn't his intention to, um, you know, to he, he didn't know that that was gonna happen. He didn't even know he was gonna leave his body. He had absolutely no idea. And uh, he, um, that wasn't his intention to be the instigator of an opportunity for you to release your grief, but yet indeed he is. He spends a lot of time with you, really the whole family. Um, he loved his family, although he says he wished he had shown his love more tenderly. Uh, he wishes he had a more of a more, even more compassion than what he's sh shown all of you. And I think that's interesting and exciting that that's something that he wanted to experience more deeply with you. Um, he he asks, has a request of you. He asks if you could take 15 minutes a day and not be deeply involved in this pain. You know, grief is very subjective. It's very unique for everyone. Everyone experiences it different. It has different lengths in it. But your husband's pointing out that if you could take 15 minutes a day and try not to think about this and do something that relieves you in some way or relaxes you or gives you some sort of, you know, higher aspect of experience that's different than the grief. Um, he says that's going to help you tremendously. Um, he, you know, he's pretty fresh on the other side and he has a lot to investigate and learn and experience. He actually hopes to have longer conversations with you, you know, maybe six months to a year down the road when he's kind of got a little bit more bearing of his environment because it's still very new for him and fresh in many ways. When people leave their body, they're, they're bringing that perception they had from that lifetime while they're mingling into new perceptions and becoming reacquainted re with something as vast of the heavens. So he's encouraging you to recognize that your grief isn't just about him. There was such a stockpile of grief in your body from many experiences that you've had in this lifetime and you didn't release them and now because you've had something that started, jump-started the grief, it just seems endless. It seems like it's never gonna go away. And of course it will at some point. Um, but he says this is actually a, an incredible opportunity. So I know that might be hard to hear. I think sometimes when someone has had a recent loss and they're you know, somewhat struggling with just the reality of what happened it may not feel 
exactly what you wanted to hear. It may not feel as nurturing, but he's fine on the other side. He's well. Most people, even when they're dying, don't even feel pain. Um, angels protect individuals from discomfort. I've talked to many people um, who have crossed over on the other side and, if, and several people who um, were in comas or other experiences in the earth realm. Well, it, it seemed that they were in pain, but they were not. They reported when they woke up for a short period of time that they had no discomfort whatsoever, even though their body was moaning or reacting to the change of the physical form as energy began to leave it, they didn't feel discomfort. I hope that's helpful. And again, I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Hi, Marie. This is Marcia. And my question is regarding the blocks that I have towards relationships. I'm almost 38 and I've never been able to create a romantic relationship. My friendships have always been quite tricky, and uh, the more I work on myself, more, the more alone I actually feel. Um, and I just find it really hard to think about life long term, because I'm not someone that feels fulfilled by money or professionally or uh, a bigger house or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any help would be really appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Marcia. It's hard to be alone in the world, so to speak. It, it can be challenging. But you have a pattern of victim consciousness when it comes to relationships. All we have to do, any of us, look at an area of our life that's been difficult or challenging for us, and we can be pretty much guaranteed there's a pattern of victim consciousness, and that's why we keep staying in this victimized experience. And logically, it makes sense. You may have had friends walk away, or people who weren't interested in you, or you know, certain types of betrayal. So part of how to get your energy to change, because we need your subatomic particles to move. Things that happen in our life that we don't want to have happen, they're vibrating in very low frequencies. Things that, we, that are happening in our life that we want to happen, they're happening in very high frequencies. So all energy moves all the time. Um, it moves in a vibration, a low vibration or a high vibration. And depending on how long you hold that vibration, that creates a frequency, meaning that there's long periods of time that subatomic particles are moving in the same vibration. So you tend to run your energy around partnership and friendships. So people in low frequency vibration, and you have for a while, you're young, you're 38, this is exciting, you have your whole life ahead of you. you I remember when one of my children was, I think she was 30 at the time, and she hadn't had a lot of, you know, truly fulfilling relationships. And she was sad about it. We'd been working on it. And, you know, she was saying to me, I'm like, geez, mom, you know, because one of her sisters was already married by that time. And she goes, you know, what's going to happen? You know, I could just be single forever and not have any kids. And I said, honey, you could meet someone tomorrow. You could be married in less than a year and you could have a child in less than two. Everything can happen very quickly. And I'm saying that to you too. And sure enough, she met someone. It was really funny. She was at a conference. I'm telling you this because the universe told me to tell you this. 
So pay attention. My daughter was at a conference uh, in Costa Rica, actually. <laughs> and she had met a young man before at a different conference. They were both, I think, in graduate programs at different universities, and they were at this conference. And so this is their second time meeting. And she calls me one day while she's on this conference. She goes, so mom, you know, that guy I told you about, well, he just professed his love for me last night. She goes, it was like four o'clock in the morning. We'd had a few, you know, drinks. And she goes, what do you think? And I said, well, send me his picture. So she did. I go, oh, that's my future son-in-law, which is true. And she married him probably a year later. So when you stay in victim consciousness, you, First of all, your, your energy is not vibrating high enough to really allow yourself to create what you want. And the universe told me to tell you that story because as soon as I told my daughter, hey, your life could change completely. You could be married and have a kid within two years or less, actually. And, and you know, she's a bright person. She went, huh, yeah, I really hadn't thought about that way. Hmm. So she probably released some of her fear and that feeling of that, well, nothing's not going to move forward, which is what victim consciousness feels like. And she raised her subatomic particles to options and possibilities. And then of course, like that, it happened. So that's what you're going to have to do. So in order to do that, you're going to have to interrupt your pattern of victim consciousness. And I know it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. I come from a family of origin that is steeply dipped and victim consciousness on multiple topics, <laughs> oh, multiple. So, so it'll be important for you, disrupt the pattern, go do something different, stop the thinking, go stand on your head, go do a yoga position. For you, physical activities actually gonna break it up for you a lot easier. Go ride your bike around the block, go play hide and go seek with some kids. Do something to stop the pattern. When you interrupt a pattern of victim consciousness, and again, we all have at least one pattern towards something in our life that we feel victimized about. And it, we keep making it true because we can't raise our vibration about it because we feel like a victim. Um, and victimization is a very low vibration. So when you break the pattern, it starts to dissipate, it breaks off. So you go run around the block instead of, oh, I'm never gonna be with anyone or nobody loves me or, um, all of these things that probably were created, not originally in this childhood, but definitely from previous lives, but was reinforced in your childhood, most likely before the age of five. Our beliefs are created about 75% of them before the age of five. So we, we wanna break that up because that's not true. Everyone's lovable, everyone's worthy, everyone's deserving. Everyone deserves to not only experience love from another, but experience love you know, giving with another. So after all of that, after you keep breaking it up, then I want you to get happy about something else. Get off the topic, get happy about something. I don't care what it is. Flowers, sunshine, rain, snow, music, dance. I don't care what it is because we want to break this pattern that you have that your logical mind is going to agree with and think that it's perfect and there's nothing wrong with it but yet there is because you deserve to have what you want you are completely lovable and that could be a great what if question for you what if i easily feel loved adored and cherished and not only will this help you to create that partnership that you want but also help you to have friends the real reason why people don't attract fulfilling friendships and fulfilling romantic relationships is because they don't 
believe they deserve them. They don't believe that they're lovable. And this belief, again, was typically reintroduced in their current lifetime, usually before the age of five. Okay, keep me posted. I wanna know what's gonna happen. Thank you. Hi, Marie. Um, I saw you on Alex Ferrari's um, podcast, and that was a great show. Um, I I heard you guys talking about this to some degree, but I got a little bit confused because you said that souls take 50 to 100 years to reincarnate. But So I know someone who uh, was nine years from the time they had passed, and then they were born nine years later here on earth again <laughs> excuse me i'm just curious my question is so if this person's previous life suppose somebody wants to contact them the uh, a human here on earth wants to contact that person who had passed but now they're incarnated in a new life how do you contact that soul when they're living as a new person I'm just curious. I think that you guys talked about this, but I, I, I didn't understand it or because you had mentioned the 50 to 100 year thing. And like I said, um, I know someone who lived another life and it was nine years in between those lives. So, yeah, if you could answer that question, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. And I think you're just awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. That's a really good question, by the way. So... It's rare that people reincarnate that quickly. It's not recommended. Um, a lot can be learned and experienced when, once you're on the other side. And even though time is an illusion and it's only man-made and created here, I use you know, sometimes examples of time so that we have an idea of how long it takes. The other side much, moves much faster than it does here. The energy is at a much higher clip. It's a higher vibration. So, so time, if it were measured, would move much quicker on the other side. So 50 years here is like 25 years over there. You know? But to answer your question, because you know someone's grandmother could have passed away 50 years ago, and yet someone wants me to read for them, for, for their grandmother, and their grandmother is already back on Earth and has reincarnated. And just so you know, not everybody has to reincarnate back to Earth. Free will is the strongest law in the universe. People could stay in, in the heavens forever if they wanted to. There are hundreds of thousands of realities, and people can choose wherever they want to be to have a life experience, to have an awareness, to grow. But if you know someone's reincarnated and someone wants to talk to that previous lifetime, because they knew them and, and they are still on earth and they want to have a talk with that person, it's really going to be a spirit. So the energy of every lifetime exists and it's almost like a, a carbon copy, just like in the Akashic Records is a scroll for every lifetime that's ever been lived that dwells and exists into the Akashic Records. And uh, so that spirit energy will be there and available and provide information. As a medium, I can tell if I'm talking to someone who's really on the other side or if they've already reincarnated, I, I can feel it. There's a different feeling for me, so I'll report that to the person that I'm translating information for. I'll say, Grandpa's already back you know, on Earth and it's in your family or wherever I think they might be approximately, but I'll be able to read energy from the lifetime that the person already had that's existing in the heavens, perhaps, 
you know, in the Akashic Records or just floating in the ether on the other side? That was an interesting question. Thank you for asking it. I hope it made sense to you. Hi, Marie. I uh, thank you very much for taking this um, voicemail. And if you can help at all, that would be really awesome. It's about my daughter. So I've been told my daughter is an old soul. Um, but what I would like help with is the fact that since she's been born, she wakens every night. Um, uh, I mean, again, then I've been told that she's in the astral realm, working in the astral realm when she's, you know, at night and she's having, she's waking up. She would sweat deeply for the first hour or two. And then from then she'd be awake, really. Um, she's she's also said herself um that she can see swirling energy and light in her room uh, which i can only describe from as maybe shockers or something um i really don't know um but since she's been a baby she's nine now but since she's been a baby she's had a tremendous amount of energy um so she literally jumped out of her cot pram at seven months onto the floor like no baby could actually even have the strength in their legs to do that, but Mia did. Um, she's absolutely the most delicious, gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful girl, and I just want the best for her. But as her mother, I just want to be able to, you know, help her feel safe because I feel at nighttime she doesn't feel safe. Um, so if there's anything that you can help me with, that would be awesome. Um or any advice or on information that could help me to help her. That would be great. I don't know if she, I feel like she is intuitive and she can see more than what I can. And I just want her to feel safe at night so that she can get the rest that she needs. So if you have any insight, that would be so good and really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, Maria. And Mia, I think you said her name. Sounds lovely. I'm sorry she's having disruption with her sleep. She is intuitive, and I don't think it's chakras that she's seen. I think she's actually seen perhaps part of her guide group or other beings who are on the other side that come to visit her. And sometimes people don't see until the evening when the world starts to calm down and they're not, you know, actively being busy in the world. And so it's not unusual for people to have more sight in the evening because it's just quieter and it, it you know it's like their th the third dimensional space has relaxed really your daughter's sympathetic system is off and has been you know since birth i don't know if there was a complication with her birth but it's almost like her her root chakras and of course it's not fully developed the first chakra doesn't fully develop until a child moves out of the home you know, so around 18 or whatever age that might be. And it could be different for different people, but it takes a whole entire childhood to have the root chakra fully formed. So your sis your sister, <laughs> your daughter, um, her uh, sympathetic system overrides. And, and that's why there's this anxiousness or anxiety, if you will. Um, if you can, and if it's okay with her doctors or practitioners, maybe give her some sleepy time tea. 
Um, so we can just get her nervous system to relax. She doesn't know how to relax her nervous system. I mean, she really doesn't. She hasn't known how to relax her nervous system. I know it's gotten better and it's, it's better than when she was a baby, but it's pretty intense. I kept hearing too, but it, you're gonna have to ask a doctor or a nutritionist because I, I don't know, don't have any formal education on herbs and supplements, just intuitive knowledge about 5-HTP, that also calms down the autonomic system because we don't want your daughter to always be in this high, kind of intense, almost anxiety pressuring energy. Uh, we want her to resolve this before she enters into her adult years and becomes independent because adults tend to worry about a lot of different topics and we don't want her to already be you know, anxious about things that don't exist or that are not problematic. So I don't really look at it as fear of night and you're her, her mother, you know her better, obviously. But I think your daughter runs her energy very fast and more in her sympathetic aspect versus the parasympathetic aspect. And she's nine, she's loved, she's adored, she's cherished. She is safe, she is fine. So somehow she got triggered and her root chakra didn't form to where it needs to be for her age, which is not a problem. It will, with her calming down and relaxing her autonomic system, that will help the root chakra finish its development. So that's how I would approach this. Um, imagine when someone's you know in anxiety and running their energy really high throughout the day, and then now they're been asked to calm down and go to bed. That's uncomfortable. In fact, like no television after five o'clock. You know, we don't, your daughter doesn't need extra stimulation. She doesn't need the news. She doesn't need a lot of television. She doesn't need sugary food. Certainly no caffeine. I'm sure she doesn't have caffeine in her body. Um, but she's the type of person who less is more for her. Um, so just keep that in mind so that she can make really great decisions for herself as she's an adult and she learns that, oh, lights out early for me. You know, no caffeine, no sugar, um, maybe some sleepy time tea. So she can get comfortable with learning how to power down her energy. Everyone, when they fall asleep at night, goes off to the heavens. Everyone is meant to. People who don't get uh, enough rest, and not like your daughter, but certain times in life, some people don't rest very well, then they're not getting the full rejuvenation that they need. Their energy is not heading up to the heavens long enough to actually get completely rejuvenated. So our energy leaves our body when we fall into sleep, especially REM sleep, and it goes off into the heavens and we get recharged and then our energy comes back. So your assumption of that, something like that happening to your daughter is accurate, but it happens to everyone. It's not unique to her. It's because we're also light. We're not just in human form, we're also light. So, and also please don't worry about her or pro project your own fears onto her. Sensitive people will kind of behave like that projection, unfortunately. Uh, so do your best, say to yourself all the time, what if my daughter is relaxed and well rested? What if she's happy? What if everything about her life is an incredible success? Just say some what if questions to yourself throughout the day so you won't project things that aren't happening onto her. Okay, thank you. Hi, Marie. This is Tatiana representing Seattle, Washington. 
but I'm actually talking to you from Germany, <clears throat> which is very exciting. And I just thought about popping in to ask you a question. I have felt very stuck about a situation, and I think what I want is a mediumship reading. But let me quickly explain the situation. I dated a man um, the year of 2021, which was just an odd time in the world as it is, but it wasn't a very um, good relationship, and I ultimately ended it because there was addiction involved. And I think during this whole time, I tried to be kind, loving, and um, uplifting because I didn't know how else to be. Um, I've never dealt with such strong um, chaos, I guess. Um, fast forward to February of this year, this person actually um, passed away because of their addiction. And now um, I can't help but to look back about all the things I did and didn't do and, and whatnot. And so I feel very stuck about it because I am still a dating woman, but I feel stuck about this situation and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's guilt, regret. Um, I don't know. And so I would just love the help of myself really, but guidance um, from my non-physical team on how to not feel so stuck um, because otherwise I love life. I'm having a good time. Um, so please, I would love your guidance. Thank you. You're welcome, Tatiana, and I'm sorry that your friend passed away. So first of all, guilt and remorse, regret, those are all mind-made emotions that are not authentic. So you're not even really feeling those things because they actually don't exist. Those, again, are created by the mind. Real emotions exist in the second layer of the auric field outside of your body, about a foot and a half away from you, from a textbook per perception because the auric field is actually meant to expand three city blocks. You hold yours at about half a block, which is still bigger than most people. Many people keep their org feel very tight up against them, but you really don't feel the, these things. These are from your mind overthinking and analyzing and processing. Um, and when people die, it's not about anyone else. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Souls are super powerful creatures. They choose when and how they're going to come into an earthly form, who their parents are going to be, whether they're going to be with their parents or not as they grow up. They choose all of this before they incarnate into the physical realm. Even babies who have health issues, those are chosen prior to moving into the womb. And souls don't even enter the womb until most of the time before birth. Some souls enter the womb, but most go, that's kind of boring being in the womb. I'm just going to hang over on the other side and I'll jump into the womb prior to birth. And so this ex-partner of yours or this person you dated for a period of time, his passing has nothing to do with you or your relationship or anything that the two of you shared. He wanted to leave at this particular time for his highest good. This is what his soul wanted. So instead of listening to what your mind is telling you, which is inaccurate. I would love it if you would consider honoring his soul's choice, celebrating that he's on the other side. That will actually probably feel really good to you and put you into alignment because I think you do have consciousness about this, you know, an elevated awareness about life and death um, compared to, let's say, the majority of the population on earth. And, um, 
Yeah, he wanted to leave his body at that time. And souls even choose how they're going to leave their bodies. I think of every form of death as a form of suicide. Um, even a car accident or dying of a disease or um, being shot or drowning. They're all forms of suicide based on the soul's perception of leaving the planet, having their energy leave their body and go to another place. So I'll be interested to know how you feel about what I just said. And if you do what I recommended and begin to honor his decision, um, what you might feel from him or this person. Okay, thank you so much. Hi, Marie. My name is Lauren, and I'm from Illinois. I currently work as a registered nurse case manager for a home health agency, and I have the privilege of providing care to homebound patients in need of infusions, wound care, education, catheter care, and other needs. I love my job, but I constantly see how the conventional medicine space is failing my patients. I feel called to help patients with non-healing wounds, chronic pain, and acute infection through healing touch as you did in your time as an oncology nurse. But I truly have no idea what I'm doing or even how to offer that to my patients in an appropriate way. How would you suggest that I grow in my knowledge of energy medicine and offer healing touch as a complementary modality of medicine? Thank you for all you do. Uh, thank you, Lauren. You know, I have a soft spot for nurses, uh, just the medical profession in general. I have a, a, a lovely, you know, um, feeling about all of that. So I didn't study Healing Touch, by the way. I've spoken, um, I've taught and spoken to Healing Touch communities and organizations, but I, I didn't study Healing Touch. I studied Reiki, took a weekend workshop in Reiki and began my full-time energy medicine practice almost 30 years ago. So in reality, and I know you, I think you're in Illinois, I believe. I don't know what the rules are or laws, if there are any, that govern energy medicine because there are no laws in the United States that govern energy medicine. And most hospitals um, allow people to lay hands on them, mostly through Healing Touch, actually. I even gave a talk at a university in Virginia to um, grad students and, pro and professors of the nursing program there after my book, Intuitive Self-Healing, was published. And I know just from uh, speaking to lots of nurses, at least in our state, Washington, people readily lay their hands on patients. So I think you can, especially with your training, you can just say, I'm going to do some healing touch for you. Would that be okay for you? And, and I... You know, I asked lots of people if I could lay hands on them, and I didn't even use the phrase healing touch. I just said, can I just lay hands on you? I asked hundreds in the hospital, and only one said no. So I would educate yourself with what type of energy work is offered through the hospitals in your area, if at all. And if they don't, which I would be surprised and a little disappointed if they don't, find out how many... Um, hospitals in the United States, if you want to do that research, offer healing touch or other forms. I know the University of Washington Hospital here offers a quantum healing program that they have. It's free to patients and to their family members. Um, just like healing touch is free to patients and to their family members for those hospitals that provide it. So just give yourself some knowledge about how widespread this is in a very positive 
productive, welcoming way in many hospitals throughout the country. And then when your patients say, well, what is that? You can give them some of those statistics so that they realize that this is normal and natural and that it could, through the movement of subatomic particles, potentially lead to a speeding of their healing. Um, if you feel comfortable saying that, of course. I don't think your home health organization will take any negative aspects to you laying hands on people. I mean, as nurses, we touch people all day long anyway. You're just going to touch them with a different intention, not to put in a Foley catheter or take out sutures or start an IV, but to actually activate the ATP in their body and other energies that are you know, non-physical uh, so that their body can heal. I'm excited for you. I think it's really fun. And it sounds like most likely you'll be heading at some point out of modern medicine. If you stay forever, that's perfectly fine. They'll be lucky to have you. But I think because you have a different perception about health and wellness and you want to pursue that at some point, you'll probably start your own practice or work with other people who do similar work and start laying your hands on patients with intention versus a needle, which both are lovely. I hope that's helpful. Thank you. Hi, Marie. This is Ruth, and I have a quick question, two questions for you. One is, I wondered if I could get a quick mediumship reading with my mother, who passed to the other side in 2012. I've been thinking about her a lot and just wondering if maybe she has a message for me. And next, I was going to say period. My next um, question is, I was just returning on a flight um, the other night, and it was very scary pulling into the Portland airport. And um, I thought we were going to crash. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, I was praying and trying to extend my energy around the plane. I'm just wondering if, if that was one of those potential exit points that perhaps could have happened for me. Anyway, uh, those are my two questions. Thank you in advance uh, if you're able to answer either one of them or both. Love you. Bye. Oh, I love you too, Ruth. I love all of you, by the way. <laughs> all of you so deeply. Yes, Ruth, that was a potential exit. Because let's say that um, someone who needed to leave at that time and it was one of their potential exits, not their you know, hopeful, I hope I choose this exit, but one of the four other additional exits, you know, even with the plane landing, while someone could have a heart attack from the fear or the stress um, of, the, of the challenge of landing. I'm sorry that happened. I love to fly. I love airports. I think they're super fun. And um, yeah, I hope I never get scared like that. <laughs> I truly do. Your mom has a lot to say. That's why you've been feeling her for a long time. You've been growing in your consciousness and your awareness. So your light is shining on the other side. I don't get to say this every day to everyone, but I've said it to, you know, a fair amount of people in my career. When your crown chakra starts to expand and the light shows on the other side, our loved ones go, oh, that's my daughter over there. Oh my gosh. Because they can tell that you could hear, see, or feel the multisensory world. You may have always, always believed in it and you may have had some experiences, but those experiences are growing and your abilities to connect, which is normal and part of our birthright, are becoming more obvious to you. So your mom's very excited, but she really wants to apologize. You know, when people cross, and I think parenting is the hardest job on the planet, and I consider myself one of those good 
parents, but still I thought it was really hard and fun and heartbreaking and deeply loving and amazing. Just wow, such an incredible experience. Something I wanted always in my life since I was quite young. But no one's a perfect parent. People make mistakes. They they learn things later. And your mom had a big awakening when she crossed over and had her life review. And she's like, uh, you know, she wished she had instilled more. What's the word I want to use? Faith, trust. She wished that she had, I can hear her better now. She wished that she had let you know how much she honored you as a soul, not just as a human being, but as a soul. She said that you had a lot of wisdom, more than what she had experienced so far in her lifetime. And then she even says to me, all of my lifetimes. <laughs> That's what she says. And she goes, and I didn't honor you in the way you deserved. She said, I would maybe cut you off sometimes or, or laugh very sweetly or change the topic. And um, she wishes she had not done that at all. So if that sounds true to you and that's a um, makes sense when I'm describing to you, I would love it, love it, love it if you would kind of recreate moments in your childhood of those memories and switch them around and have your mom go, wow, you're such a genius. Oh my gosh, just spirituality just climbs out of your mouth like lightning and it's so inspiring. I, I would love it if you your mother would love it more than me even if you allowed yourself to have some experiences where she gives you the accolades that you deserve about your consciousness. Yeah, so that's why she's been hanging around you a lot. Uh, she really wanted that information to be passed on to you, no, no matter who it was that would deliver it. Okay, thank you. Hi, Marie. My name is Eileen from Seattle. I've been recently diagnosed with osteoporosis in my spine and left forearm. Significant loss in the last two years. My naturopath advised additional supplements and exercise. But I also have glaucoma, which is mm -hmm. problematic with weight training. I don't know where to go from here. I don't want to do osteomeds only as a last resort. I feel I need a coach that helps with the game plan. Would I go to a rheumatologist, endocrinologist, physical trainer? Uh, I need someone to oversee my whole health history. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're very welcome, Ellen, and I'm sorry for the diagnosis, but I'm glad that you got the awareness. I mean, I refuse, but I'm a risk taker with my health, so nobody has to do anything I say. I refuse to get a bone scan because I just say, well, okay, I'm in my 60s. I most likely have some sort of bone loss, but I refuse to let them do that to me. One of the things you could do, and I think that's interesting about the glaucoma, glaucoma is about not allowing yourself to see yourself accurately. And I think there's like a really amazing eye doctor in our state. He's actually in Bellevue. He does not take health insurance, but if you write to me, I will send you his name because I don't remember it at this moment, but he's very talented. He definitely knows how to heal people from things that other ophthalmologists don't know how to do. And he's actually an eye doctor. He's actually a Harvard graduate. He's super smart and very well educated in supplements. So he's quite remarkable. So I think that glaucoma can go away is what I'm saying. And what will help it go away or even get you 
closer to the track of getting it disappeared if you decide not to go see him or you know by the time you get to go see him is you seeing yourself differently in a more loving compassionate honoring joyous way that's really going to get rid of that pressure but there are these vibrational plates I, i've talked about them on this podcast before vibrational plates are these plates that vibrate and i think they go up and down side to side different ones have different kind of osculations but they activate small muscles in the body and then those small muscles you know grab onto your bones and help your ligaments and tendons get stronger so it's a great way to actually build some density in your bones and i wouldn't actually lift weights i would do things like pilates or bar where you're just using your body as the weight um, it's a lot more fun you'll enjoy it a whole lot better and it won't be so strenuous on your joints or add unnecessary pressure most likely to your eyes of course you'll have to ask your doctor about that or maybe your new eye doctor um, so and also did you I don't believe you have a history of cancer um, but taking some estrogen and progesterone you know uh, oh, I'm so sorry a dog barked outside so it kind of stopped me for a moment but um, very very healthy um, from compounded pharmacies estrogen progesterone that feeds your bones that's going to help your bones that's why I started taking it a few years ago is just low doses of hormones to keep my bones healthy in my physical you know body my mouth and teeth and all of those things so those would be my suggestions now why you know I said I don't think you had cancer because some cancers grow with estrogen or other hormones and so people who've had those type of cancers it's not recommended that they take compounded hormones or any type of hormone actually so I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there I think you're gonna be fine I think you're gonna meet a bunch of new friends because you're gonna go to some exercise classes and you're gonna have some fun and you need it you need to get out of the house and have some fun at least that's what I think and please don't worry you're going to be great. Don't worry at all. You're going to be super healthy and everything's going to be wonderful. We're going to get that glaucoma to go away pronto. Okay, have a good day. Hi, Marie. This is Val in Springfield, Missouri. And if you would, I would like you to please discern which psychic and energy gifts I should concentrate on developing at this time. You know, for the highest good of all and in alignment with my soul purpose, whatever that is. If you have any tips that may help me with this, I sure would appreciate hearing them. I would particularly like to know if I have the capacity to become a medical intuitive. Mm -hmm. I think you call this an energy intuitive. If so, what would be the best way to go about learning? Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, Valerie. Yeah, I call myself an energy intuitive because... My clients have trained me for the last 30 years to answer any question they've ever wanted to ask me. So I am a medical intuitive. Um, at times I can be like an x-ray machine where I look into people's bodies and I can see what's wrong with them. But mostly my medical intuitive abilities are about finding the reasons why someone has gotten sick and how to unravel it. That's why I may call myself a healer, how to unravel it so that they become well and not be sick anymore. Um, so that's anyway how I determine that I'm also a medium. That's why I say energy intuitive. Instead of focusing on 
which gifts because I can promise you all professional psychics don't care if we hear it, see it or feel it. We just want to know. And really professionals, we have different types of experiences because people are different. Their situations are different. And we have our own relationship with ourselves, which may open us up or kind of slow certain areas down. So instead of asking for a particular gift, I would ask that you have incredible knowingness in the multisensory world. You can use the word psychic, intuitive, whatever, and that your knowingness is so incredibly accurate. It brings you phenomenal joy. And yes, I think you would be a great medical intuitive. You seem to have a healthy body, which helps. It's not a requirement, but people who aren't afraid of disease are much better at medical intuiting information because they don't have fear. So they're not blocking themselves from seeing, hearing, or feeling experiences. So I think you'd be great at medical intuition, but don't ask for a particular gift. We want your beautiful gifts, your amazing God-given, powerful abilities to come forward. And we don't want to block anything. So that's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. I wouldn't ask to be a clairvoyant or a clairaudient or a clairsentient, I would ask to have the knowledge and the knowingness that is accurate and helpful and that brings me great joy. That's what I would do. And then let the universe surprise you because the universe loves to surprise, loves it. Invite them in to surprise you. Great questions. Hi Marie, my name is Jan. I live in England. I live specifically in the Lake District, which is a very beautiful part of the world with lakes and mountains and the Orchip. Um, I heard you on the Next Level Soul podcast of Alex and I've literally been devouring your content. Amazing. Um, I am embarking in a very strange place in my life. I've just had two deaths back to back. Um, crazy, crazy things are happening. I would love to know, is everything going to work out in my business? Do you get a read on me? I'd probably love to come and have a direct read with you. But one of the biggest things I've taken in the midst of all of this trauma and really hard times is I've been listening and listening to your different um, podcasts and messages and there's one where you would just keep talking about, don't keep going backwards and forwards. Is it this? Maybe it's not. Could it be this? Could it be that? <laughs> and the fact that your guides are with you and they're just waiting to take upon the piece of, yes, here's another human that really wants to go forward. So in all of the hard times, and if anyone else is hearing this because the other messages helped me, um, I really believe in you and you've given me hope um, that those people are still around they're just not where I can find them. And I just really would love your sanction that this business adventure is the right thing for me. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you, Jan. I don't know exactly what your business adventure is, but I don't have a bad feeling about it. Uh, my question always is to everyone, does it bring you joy? Does it make you happy? Does it make you want to leap off the chair? and go do it again every day. Because I wake up thinking about chakras, thinking about dead people, thinking about the multi-sensory world. I, go to, I wake up feeling that way, I go to bed thinking about that. It inspires me and delights me. And that's where all of our natural gifts and talents are. So I don't have a bad feeling about this job. It may not be the, ah, for you. 
And that's okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. The people who have crossed, it was just simply their time. And I do feel that you've honored their passing. I think that's lovely. I think that's really beautiful. I wish more people would do that, is honor the movement of a soul, because this is not a permanent reality. Everybody leaves here eventually. Um, but I do think there's other work coming down the pike for you as well. In fact, the business that you're starting, maybe it can kind of just freely grow. And if you have that enthusiasm for it, great. But if you don't, I think there's other things coming up for you. And I do think they will be somewhat related to the mystical realm. I'm not sure what that means exactly for you at this time. But uh, I do think there's other work ideas and career options that are going to be coming forward to you in the next year, year and a half. But I'm not saying no to the thing that you're creating right now it just may not be your forever work or it's just gonna run on its own kind of like when I record things for digital download I don't have to do anything else about them they're just freely being sold on the website where everything else I do is live because I love to teach to particular audiences to me that's super super fun so that's what I think I hope that you'll let me know or keep me posted on it thank you Hi Maureen, this is Alicia. I'm in New Zealand. I come from Poland. I've been trying to follow my joy for a few years now, looking for the right career path, looking for the right relationships, and I keep not finding them, and I keep choosing the wrong things. So I'm guessing you'll probably tell me to love myself more and accept myself, which is um, I'm noticing after watching your videos. But my question is about a number I keep seeing, which is 911. Hmm. Is that some kind of message? Because I keep seeing it very often, sometimes a couple of times a day. Is that trying to tell me something and if so what that would be greatly appreciated if you could clarify thank you so much for everything you do bye-bye thank you so much for um, calling in and leaving us a voicemail the numbers do have a meaning it's not just 9-11 it could be 11 11 when those numbers pop up on your phone or you know on your computer or your microwave or whatever that catch your attention like ooh 1122 or 1111 it is a message from your spirit guides telling you that you're on the right track that they like where you're going you're going in the right space so this is a validating message from your spirit guides telling you that the work you are doing is having an effect and then here's what I'm going to tell you <laughs> Um, although I do communicate through spirit guides often, like to translate for them, you've got to get a little bit happier. I can just feel it in your voice. I, I, and I believe that you're doing the work and your guides are giving you, hey, you're on the right track. But you've got to get happier. You're going to have to train yourself to find joy in the world and to then re-engage in the joy over and over and over again. As I've said many times, I, I wish humanity would treat their brain like a dog, be super loving to themselves, super kind, and get excited. Because dogs, unlike my dog Charles, who's a very picky eater, I have to cook for him. He had lamb tonight with rice. 
I just throw things into the cooker, you know, and, but he won't eat food literally. And he, he weighs exactly where he can weigh without anyone being concerned. He was like 57 pounds and the vets have said he shouldn't weigh less than 57 pounds. He has food out 24 seven. The cats eat more of his food than he eats his food. So I have to be very creative. So unlike Charles, when it comes to food, most dogs will eat the same food, usually not very healthy food. I'm very picky about food. I think the human body and all bodies are like temples and we should put beautiful, loving, healthy things inside of our bodies. That's just what I think. So a lot of dogs don't eat healthy food. They eat a lot of kibble and you know, low grade foods, foods that even humans wouldn't put in their bodies, unfortunately. And animal bodies are just as precious as human bodies, but I, I'm sure I don't need to tell you that. Um, but they get excited. You know, they hear the rustle of the bag and it's pouring into the bowl. They act like they've never eaten it before. This is their very first time and they're lapping up those kernels or whatever it is as if it's just the best meal they've ever had in their life. That's what you need to get you over the hump is to get inspired like that. And that inspiration will come if you allow it to. You can even ask the universe, please bring me something every single day that makes me feel like a dog, you know, <laughs> a happy dog anyway. Because someone wrote in and said, remember dogs also aren't happy. I just don't know any of those dogs personally, but I'm sure there's dogs that aren't happy. So that's all you have to do so that you can create what you want. You've got to get more joyful because the things that you want in life are going to be very joyful and you need to be an equal match to it. You have to be a vibrational match to it. So I hope that's helpful. And what I'm going to do right now is for everyone as I'm coming to a close to this podcast because we're at the hour mark and I have other things I have to do. Sorry, I could do this all day long. I certainly have enough voicemails to keep me busy for a while. Thank you so much. I love, love, love answering your questions, but I'm going to tone for you. This is something I could never do on the radio show because it's really loud. And I think it would just sound very weird going on the air live, but in my private practices and in the classes that I teach, I often tone. I definitely tone almost in every healing session. Um, but I, I tone in classes too, cause it moves energy. It shifts vibration. So for anything that's going a little weird in your life, I'm going to tone to help you shift the vibration about that. So I'm going to put everybody in the palm of my hand. That means everybody in the world, everybody, anybody listening, it doesn't matter if you listen now or 10 years from now or tomorrow, but you're all here in the palm of my hand. I'm going to do a little bit of energy work on all of you and I'm going to tone. I'm going to make some sounds. So if you want to turn down the volume, you certainly can. It, this will be me making the sounds. Most of my teachers come from the non-physical realm and a teacher taught me this, oh my gosh, more than 20 years ago. I didn't want to do it when she taught it to me. I, I was shy. I used to be a shy person and I refused to do it. She was very patient, yelled at me a little bit <laughs> and told me that if I start to tone, if I would make the sounds to move energy, I wouldn't work so hard. And she said I was working too hard. So um, here we go. And this is for all of you and for whatever you want it to work for. Okay.
Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.